Hello and welcome to the Essential Empowerment Podcast. My name is Amelia Adrian. Together in this space, we'll listen and learn about the ability of essential oils to heal and transform our lives. This is a place for us to diffuse wisdom, to share our understandings and to grow our appreciation for the power of plant medicine with essential oils. And I'm so glad you're here. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so happy today to be talking to Claudia Ballara, who is a dear, sweet friend and um, beautiful, incredible woman who has been facilitating cacao circles in our essential empowerment community. I met Claudia six years ago, was it maybe five years ago? And we met through our shared love of essential oils. Claudia is a cacao facilitator, she's an aromatherapist, she's yoga nidra trained. She is also, also a menstrual leadership mentor. She has done her training with the Red School. And really that's what we're here to talk about today is this area of expertise that Claudia has landed in. Claudia, is there anything you want to add to that opening? <laughs> it's very hard when we have to kind of define ourselves with like our qualifications or the things that we've done or but is there anything you want to add in to that yeah I think I'm going to go I'm going to go a different route so I do what we do in um in red school which is we always start with a cycle check-in so we share what day of the cycle we're in and how yeah how we're feeling I love it are in ourselves so um I'm on day 20 so that is I've just kind of moved into we'll talk about that later I moved into the sort of autumn phase of my cycle and um yeah we've, we've talked a minute before I mean I've I felt quite rattled and I felt quite you know five million project and I have all these strings to hold and it's a bit like oh it's coming to a close I can feel it and so yeah I'm I'm holding I'm holding the tension I'm holding on and trying to protect myself from myself (laughs) from too much talking in my in my head oh brilliant yeah can I share yeah (laughs) so I'm day 16 and when I woke up this morning I noticed I wouldn't say it's a contraction but just like an inward gaze yesterday I was really outward gaze I was feeling super productive it was actually the first day back after a holiday so there was kind of lots of catching up to do with work but felt very outward gaze and like almost like a peak And then suddenly I woke up today and I'd slept really well. So I was like, why do I feel a little bit like dipped in energy and a little bit slower? Mm -hmm. And just taking the dog for a walk was a bit more tiring. But obviously it's because I've just turned that little arc um, Mm -hmm. of the the outward, the bright phase that we'll talk about in a moment into the more um, autumnal phase, I suppose. We would Mm -hmm. talk about it that way. Can you tell me a little bit about your training with the red school yeah so my my training with the red school kind of comes 
off the back of um, years and years and years of cycle tracking for, um, well, trying not to get pregnant and then trying to get pregnant and then again, trying not to get pregnant. So I've literally um, tracked my, I think the first time I tracked my cycles in school when I was 18 um, and that was purely for fertility or for prevention of getting pregnant. And that's all I thought it, it, it was for many, many years. And I mean, I did, you know, then I had times on the pill and all of that, but um, it really was a time when I had my first daughter, they, um, that was probably nine, yeah, nine years ago, 10 years ago almost, that I came to um, a red tent um, in St. Albans, so gathering a women's circle. And the first time I, I stepped in that room, I will never forget one of the women in the circle while introducing herself to the others said, oh, and I've just started bleeding today. And I could just, I, I just felt in my body how, oh, I was so like in awe and in shock that she would talk about this. Um, and, we, you know, I'm sure we'll unravel that a little bit later as well. But that really triggered um, for me this kind of interest in, in, you know, why do I feel so embarrassed and so not embarrassed, but so private around this. And um, that was very, very soon after Wild Powers, Alexandra and Shani's first book came out and a friend of mine had Just worked. those people that don't know, that's Alexandra Pope and Shani. Hugo Wurlitzer. Hugo Wurlitzer. These are the two women who founded the Red School where you have um, trained. Yeah, they founded the Red School and they started, um, yeah, sharing their knowledge and training people to really work with the menstrual cycle as a as a spiritual practice and I you know I was too busy with having young kids initially and then I had signed up for the for the training and uh, then they moved it online for during the COVID times and I just really didn't feel that I wanted to do this training online for me personally so I postponed it and um, yeah, this, at the beginning of this year, I finally, finally did my training with them. And I arrived thinking, oh, I kind of know everything already, you know, because I've been working with this for so long and I had done some online work with them. And then I just discovered this whole other level of working with the menstrual cycle, you know, that this, the, the tracking and even the, the knowledge of having inner seasons which you know compared to 10 years ago a lot more people will feel familiar with this sort of idea of spring summer autumn and winter in your cycle and even that is just the tip of the iceberg and then there's this whole um, really exciting body of using your menstrual cycle as um yeah, as a spiritual practice beyond that. And that's what really, really lights me up mm. and really changed 
well, changed everything, changed the way I live, changed or refined my work. Yeah, all, all of that, really. So good. Can you, for those people that are newer to understanding the cycles and the seasons of our cycle, can you break those down for us in a little bit more detail? Yeah, sure. So um, the the menstrual cycle is one of the 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 blood rites that that women go through, right? So um, women experience at some point in their life they experience their menarche, their first bleed, and that has um, a big impact on our life, whether we're aware of that or not. And the we then move into our menstruating years and these menstruating years, um, you know, we have a, a cycle more or less regular. Some, you know, the, the kind of stereotypical cycle is 28 days. A lot of women have longer cycles. A lot of women have shorter cycles, no cycles. So there's a whole range of things. But if you, if you look at it from a sort of stereotypical cycle, um, you can look at it that the time just before you bleed and the time of your bleed is called um, the winter phase. And that really is a phase um, where we need to rest, where our bodies are telling us um, to rest and to down our tools. And I always kind of say that, you know, it, normally our bodies talk to us. And if we really don't listen, um, our body starts to ramp up and starts to shout at us in this way of, um, you know, if we're not really discovering for ourselves what true rest means it can lead to you know well all sorts of things it can lead to sort of hormonal imbalances it can you know pain um all of these things can can really be a sign of us not taking the time to honoring a, a winter phase of our cycle um I don't know if you want me to go do a kind of quick whistle stop tour first and then we can maybe go a little bit deeper or what do you think? Yeah, let's take let's take this the, the take full, round first. Full round arc and then yeah. see where we want to drop into. Yeah. So and after this this time of winter, then um you have this pre um uh ovulatory phase where you're starting to to come out of this the, the the winter phase and into the spring phase of rising energy you know things are starting to to become more vivid again opportunities you you start to see opportunities you may be feeling a little bit more playful um and then the move kind of around the time of your ovulation so again in a 28 day cycle that would be around day 14 13 14 you'd feel this summer 
energy of everything is possible and you know meet all the people and and do all the things and plan all the things it's um just as a note it's very dangerous to put all your dates in the calendar around that time so don't let that energy of the summer be the one that fills your calendar because otherwise you'll end up with a summer energy calendar in a in a winter time and then um yeah around the sort of day 18 19 something like that maybe you'll you'll notice all of a sudden this sense of okay this was the tip of the ice or this was the tip of the mountain that I was standing on and now I can only go back down again and it's the time of really um yeah if you look at if you look at nature seasons you see you know you're really um letting go of things you you're you're cutting away what is what is not needed anymore you're um you're weeding you're harvesting as well you know it's the time of harvest so all the all the things that you 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 started in in your summer now is the time to sort of harvest or edit um and i can maybe talk a little bit later about the visioning that we do in in red school and it's a sort of inner guided almost shamanic journey that that we do to really experience ourselves um, in the different phases of the seasons and you know for me the last time I had this image of an orchard and all the apples were there and I I was feeling a little overwhelmed with all the fruits that were that were in this in this orchard and I really needed to take my basket and go, okay, what is it that I need and want to take with me? And what is it that I just need to leave for, you know, to, to turn into compost or for others to take or anything. So this really discerning um, phase that's very typical for the autumn as well as, you know, your, your shadow side awakens as well. Um, what we call in the you know the red school what we call the the inner critic is rising and having um you know if not reined in and kind of being by, by your side can have a real field day and i think you know a lot of women will will know this feeling of um you know being super critical with themselves with others and 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 the sense of quite often you know wanting to burn the house down mm -hmm. i was talking to a friend the other day and she said oh yeah man just before my bleed you know i want to leave my husband all the time every cycle i think <laughs> i need to leave my husband um so and there's a really good clues in 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 this work it doesn't mean you know in her case i mean i what do I know but it doesn't mean that she needs to leave her husband yeah. but the message is there's something that I've been ignoring that I haven't tended to mm. maybe you know in my relationship 
there's something that that I haven't brought to the table. I need to look at that. So that's the um, that's the quality of the of the inner autumn. And then you feel this moment of I just you know wherever you are in the supermarket or at a friend's house or anywhere you get to this point where you just go I just need to go now this is I can't do any of this anymore I need to retreat from the world and it's something that I didn't I didn't really feel for a long time, but the more I've kind of trained this muscle of really staying close to myself and noticing myself, I really, um, I'm really noticing this moment of, I need to down my tools. And it's really, you know, I can, I can sort of sense maybe because of my cycle day as well I can sense this like yeah that would be nice but who can do that you know nobody can do that in their in their world just to to down the tools and not do anything for the next five days but it's a it's a it's an inner commitment mainly it's an inner commitment to rest and 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 to to claim that space for yourself in however tiny little pockets mm. you can do what are your best for somebody who so i have two questions around that mm -hmm. somebody who really would re be resisting a winter phase in their cycle um partly for, for their own reasons but also partly because our culture might not invite that or encourage that for, for men and for women but let's just talk about women for now what what can we what can we do about that like what's the practical uh, practical steps that we can do about that psychological or emotional resistance and also um some people simply don't have the resources to be able to or they don't feel they have the resources to be able to to take time off in, mm -hmm. in that, or their, their life isn't organized in such a way Mm -hmm. yeah exactly um i mean one thing i would say is that my experience is very much that if i don't rest i i drag this this need for rest throughout my whole cycle and I've described it as a sort of permafrost, you know, when, so when I don't have this feeling of, yes, I have rested, then I progress, I procrastinate in spring and I don't really do the things in the summer. And, you know, in, in, in the autumn phase of my cycle, I get really, really critical because I haven't done all the, the things that I, I wanted to go and I, I arrive with nothing to show for. That's what happens to me. So that's a good motivation for mm. me to go, okay, I really need to rest. And, you know, Red School, we always talk about the 1% change. And I love that, mm. you know. It can just mean taking a day of social media, 
Yeah. Or it can mean, um, you know, going to bed early and to really also, and this is what I mean, it's part of it, you know, it can really become your practice to go, what is it that actually really nourishes me? And it doesn't, you know, it doesn't have to be like my dream version of four days in a cottage by the sea by myself, you know, that most of the times that's not very realistic, but it's these, you know, if you have a regular cycle kind of see maybe, you know, maybe don't invite people you know to your house for dinner and if you have children maybe make that the time where you I think you've talked about that in your in your other um uh, podcast or recording before you know make that the time where you 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 know you get the frozen pizza out or the meal that you've prepared and and really just even the feeling of cutting ourselves some slack Mm. That's, that's a one, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's um mm. that's what I would say. And this, you know, it's a it's an energetic thing of 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 really finding the finding the kind of tiny spaces where you can do that. And it doesn't mean, you know, it doesn't mean that it's a time of of depression and and, and a time of kind of laying in bed with the, with your blanket over your head for four days you know you can still um you know you can still do things and i mean a lot of women also you know they are they are stopped in their tracks by their bodies mm -hmm. right a lot of women um experience really painful debilitating cycles and it's it's really um it's really important to honor that because, you know, you'll end up flatlining and I've been there, you know, you end up flatlining after a while and think actually everything feels the same. <laughs> I don't even notice where I am because you're so, you've dragged the exhaustion all across your cycle. Through the whole month. Yeah. That's very familiar to me. Mm. What would you, uh, this is so helpful, Claudia. What would you suggest for somebody who is uh, has an irregular, very irregular cycle, or is no longer having a cycle? Having a yeah, I would say, you know, the the practice of of tracking how you feel every day, everyone can do, mm. and and women who are in menopause or in perimenopause when their cycles are all over the place maybe um you know still track your cycles notice what what are the differences in qualities in your day and and um you know cycle where if you're postmenopausal, a lot of women cycle with the moon so they're really tracking their cycle um alongside the the cycles of the moon and often women find that just by paying attention things 
start are starting to regulate i'm not saying it's a, it's a you know it's a cure for for medical conditions but um often you know one of my really close friends that i did my schooling at red school with she had cycles of over a hundred days mm. and they have come back now by really to like a 30 day cycle by just by really um staying really close to herself and listening to herself and my um when and maybe that's a sort of bridge into a little bit of a practical side of it is what I do is literally the first thing every morning is I sit and I go how am I before the day has happened mm. for a long time I used to write my cycling my cycle tracker at the end of the day but what I found is I then kind of tracked, you know, how did I react to a tricky day or how did I react to all the things that happened, which is, you know, also interesting, but to really connect, connect with this quality of what's, what's here before, <laughs> before anyone has invaded, um, how, how am I feeling? And that really, um, it's such a beautiful practice that takes five minutes, four minutes. Mm. Um, it's really beautiful if, if it's your kind of thing as well to, to do it with a bit of a movement practice to literally just stand and see, you know, what's, what's my body telling me today? How does it, you know, how does it feel? Where is it tense? Do I feel, you know, do I feel open? Do I feel contracted? And 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 um, Shani is a movement medicine practitioner, so she's done a lot of work with us in in terms of getting into our body and feeling our body. So, you know, for for people who who have a connection with their with their bodies in that way, that's a really beautiful way of feeling into how you're feeling as well. Mm. what's the can you talk to me a little bit about these terms via positiva am I saying it right via negativa mm -hmm. via positiva and via negativa yeah mm. I mean it basically um what it means is that life is cyclical right everything that is alive is cyclical our you know the nature around us the seasons um you know the life cycle of a of a plant the life cycle of a of an animal of a human being everything is cyclical and it goes through you know birth growth maturity um descend or old age and then death and which is exactly the same cycle um, that we have in our menstrual, the, the same pattern that we have in our menstrual cycle. Mm. And the, the via positiva kind of describes the, the sort of 
rising and expanding energy of the first part of your cycle so the the kind of the spring and summer qualities where you're you're you know your expression is is moving outward is kind of you know wanting to be seen or or yeah, or being more open to, to being seen and expressing yourself. And then, uh, you know, the ovulation is a sort of still point in your cycle, really. Yeah, you just, the moment where this via positiva, so the, the, the positive, the, the upgoing energy stands and stand still for this moment before it then pivots it's like the the moment just before the full moon and then the full moon you know that that moment because as soon as you experience the full moon it's already then again on its way into the into the descent and into yeah into letting go and and um yeah into yeah into really into letting go and and distilling and and pruning back which is also if you look at overall our our menstruating years it's the this sort of descent is the is the time of the the, the perimenopause yeah what what people call the perimenopause this time of you know, things are not quite as regular anymore. Things are changing, things are shifting. And, and um, there's, a, there's a real sense, if you're paying attention, there's a real sense that you can, um, that you notice this change and not just on a, on a physical level of all the things that can, can you know, come with, with perimenopause, but, like a real internal change of asking yourself, you know, what have I, you know, what, what, what have I, what have I got in my harvest basket now? You know, what's, what's there? And, you know, do I look at it and think, oh, who put all these things in there? <laughs> what is your summer? summer yeah, year? who, who put all these things in my basket that actually I never wanted and I wasn't paying attention yeah. or you know or or is it actually quite empty my basket and and you know really what 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 is mine to take with me and what what isn't mine anymore to take with me and I mean we're you know I'm 47 and I'm really this is very much where I am on on the kind of bigger part of the of the of my menstruating years of my cycle is this real moment of yeah what 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 is mine to what is mine to bring into the world and what is what is what what am I contributing to what the you know what the earth needs mm. mm-hmm what's pulling you what's calling you yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's different than what was calling me when I was 25 or 35 you know mm-hmm. 
yeah there's a there's a real discernment that comes in forties mm. for sure mm-hmm. your sense of um yeah what's needed and what's not needed absolutely mm-hmm. um so how would somebody i know you have like a little system that you've created like a little uh, cycle tracker that people can observe can can kind of notate and write on um is that would that be kind of the best way for somebody who's this is all completely new information they are still having a cycle or maybe they're not but just it's something that they could download that they could print out they could have by their bedside and and work with yeah for sure I think um you know at the end of the day it doesn't matter how you how you record it what we've done I can show you what I it's a podcast so it's not very helpful to do this <laughs> so I'll describe it if you hold it up I'll describe it it's like a circle and then it has um mini moons going all the way around the circle from the full moon all the way to the to, to no moon to um to the crescent moon and then to um back to the full moon so it's a big arc and then from the center of the circle there's I can't read what the writing is but there's lots of words and writing and and guidance and and insight it's basically sort of, um, you know, a 30 or 28 or however many spikes mm-hmm. uh, there are. And this is how I record. So I record um, the date, mm-hmm. the day of my cycle. And then um, I always draw a little moon in terms of what the actual moon um, is at that at the time of, um, you know, of when I'm writing. And it's really, that's how I um record my cycles it's interesting to to also then be able to you know work with them and and notice patterns Mm -hmm. you know you really you're really honing an understanding of of your own cycle which you know isn't you know it's it's not always how it's just described in 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 the books um Mm. but yeah so the the best way i would say is to to track and you can you know i i have a, a i have a template that if you go and uh write to or email to me or i you know you'll have something in your in your show yes. notes i think yeah. where if you receive my newsletter where i talk about these things and we'll be more and more talking about these things you know you'll you'll receive a template that you can then just photocopy and use again and again mm. and and you know, my, my website's finally being built. It's very much a product of my, my work with my cycles and, and, and the the work to find my, my inner calling. So the website is called, um, well, triple W and then medicine hyphen women.co.uk. And it's, it's going to be a platform where I talk and and teach about you know how to yeah to understand your 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 seasons your cycle a little bit more and also a place for um other tools to use so there will be yoga nidras and offerings for cacao which to me are all the ingredients for um for an 
for, yeah, they are all tools for me to really be able to stay close to myself. Mm. And with that, then going out into, into the world and, you know, medicine women was, um, the, the, the story of medicine women is that that was the vision that I had when I was in one of these shamanic journeys during my red school training it was this insight that we as women are the medicine keepers mm -hmm. um, we really in ourselves in build we have such wisdom and we have such you know privilege because in, within our system is what is how the world um, in its essence flows you know the cyclical nature of the world is part of how we are within ourselves and we all have medicine to really um, bring into the world and I really I'm hoping to encourage women to to understand that and to stop thinking that they have nothing to give and they don't have um, they don't have anything special because just by being ourselves and by really being connected with ourselves, we really um, have such medicine that we bring into the world. Yes. That's so beautiful. There's a presence that comes through from you, from your clear, deep connection that you have to to yourself, and um, and that is medicine for sure. Mm. Yeah, it comes. You know, it comes through you. It comes through. Mm. You know, it comes through being in and stepping up. Yes. Italia, tell me about oils for the seasons. Everyone will have their own lens through which they see this because it's such a personal experience, not only just living your, your own cycle, but also how you how you relate to the oils. So tell me, tell me yours. What, mm. what oils do you go to for the this 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 cyclical seasons? Yeah. Yeah, it's what I do is I use I really go with the energy of the season. So well, what it represents for me. And sometimes I also add what I think is needed for me. So in winter, I use a lot of restorative oils, a lot of the tree oils, a lot of the root oils. Vetiver um, is, a, is a beautiful one that I use. Um, juniper. I love um, Siberian fir, juniper. Actually, it's it's. I think it's the berry, isn't it? But it's it's um, you know, all these kind of really grounding and and restoring oils. I also love um, clary sage, mm -hmm. which is you know, obviously also really you know. There's lots of research on how it supports um, women when they when they experience sort of cramping, but also you know it has this real quality um to support visioning for me you know it's the clary the clairvoyance um and that's something that we haven't really talked so much about but winter is really this time that when you shut the outside world out a bit 
you know the inner visions are are coming up and and it's really um really informative and really um restorative to to pay attention to to you know what are the dreams what's coming up what am i thinking about what's presenting to me in winter and really using this sort of visionary quality that we can that we're particularly close to in in winter mm-hmm. and then for spring i really love i love the sort of the freshness of of the citrus oils so the the kind of mandarin and and lemons and tangerines and all of these i also for me spring can be a bit of a kind of rocky time where if i don't protect myself enough yeah you know things can can kind of take over a little bit and and already you know people are starting to pull at me Mm. so i love using oil like some of the spice oils that are really have the sort of um holding and nourishing qualities i love um i love clove and i love star anise and i love um nutmeg nutmeg you know that makes a beautiful oil um, for me for spring and then summer um is all about the 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 flower oils you know that's when i really love using flower oils again you know it's and that's it's the beauty i mean you can do a cycle check-in purely with oils mm-hmm. what oil is calling me today and that will give you amazing insights into what you need every day um so you know it's sometimes you'll need a bit of tree in in the summer as well to really keep you grounded and keep you rooted and um so it's um i think i'm gonna do that that was a really good idea to do <laughs> to to um to do a cycle check in every day thinking which oil is it today that is calling me that might be a really good um, fun way to do it and I also love using cypress in in the summer because you know the, the, to, to keep things in flow and not to kind of keep getting stuck into the details and and already have to sort of um, editing autumn energy in in this in the summer and that just goes oh no actually maybe that isn't a, such a good idea maybe i shouldn't do this and maybe this but to really keep things in flow cyprus i find is a is a really good oil and then autumn you know it's it's a lot of herbs i think work really well uh, the sort of mints and the um rosemary you know that they're quite supportive of that discerning and and focusing energy um also things that help with that quality of exhale that we feel in the autumn so the um you know your eucalyptuses and 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 the yeah, the oils that really help us to to clear and 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 empty our lungs and support us in in our breath and 
you know, if, if things get a little bit too harsh and critical, <laughs> then it's, um, you know, it, it might be a really beautiful idea to, to bring some softness in with, uh, you know, maybe some flowers or maybe some vanilla and uh, yeah, just a little bit of warmth and, and softening of the, of the edges. Oh, it's just, I'm drooling. <laughs> <laughs> of all those delicious support tools. They're such gifts, the oils in this, in this way, because yeah. a lot of what we're talking about, it's, of course, it's very, it's bodily and it's, uh, it's, it's it's here and it's now but there's also something esoteric about it and what I love about the oils is their material the reflections back to us so there there's something that can really if we're if there is something mental or spiritual that we can't quite pin down or we can't quite locate or we can't quite understand or transmute or all of the things what the oils will do is they'll give us that um that kind of manifested truth of it and, and reflect it back to us so that it will help us metabolize it will help us process will help us move through um onto uh, onto the next the next phase yeah yeah exactly and it and this opportune or this this possibility just with these small little bottles to you know to to hold us in what is or to kind of move us a little bit out of where we're stuck you know mm -hmm. really have this this quality to um yeah to to emphasize or to kind of move move um move us along <laughs> yeah yeah exactly oh it's been so lovely Chloe. is there anything else you want to that you want to mention before I just let people know exactly how they can get hold of you and how they can work with you. Um, and um, is there anything else that we we haven't mentioned that's feeling like it wants to come through? You know, yes, actually, I'm. I I do think I want to also speak to very briefly. I want to speak to. Um, maybe the mothers of not only daughters um but um yeah to to really tune into this awareness of what we're passing on when we are um thinking and being with our menstrual cycle because when we have daughters they will have seen us for years living with our menstrual cycle and they will have already even before um, they start cycling themselves they will already have an idea of you know is it oh no oh god the curse again or is it something that you know their mother's honor and their mother's really are feeling connected and 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 um, happy about, or even if it's tricky, but you know, and do do you communicate with your children? Do that? What do they? What do they know? And I mean, that's obviously not just for for mothers of daughters. I mean, that's for mothers of of sons as well. You know what what 
message are they getting about uh, menstruality? And then when they start cycling, you know, to really, and it's so forgotten in our culture to really honor that and to really create a little ritual around this. Um, and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't have to be a party and everybody's wearing red and there's only red food and the daughters are probably mortified and the, you know, it's it's your idea, but to really, to really honor that. And I mean, I've been collecting, I've got a box for my daughters and I'm collecting little things in there, like a, a little journal and, um, you know, a hot water bottle and a candle. And, and they know about this and they, they're looking forward to receiving this box one, one day. And to really, um, I mean, there's, you know, there's, there's a lot to say about Menarch, our first belief, but really what happens in our first bleed is what then becomes the blueprint for the next phase of of your life and how you deal with your newfound role of of a young woman and we have there's a lot of power in in um, in this and if we don't pay any attention and just go, oh, you know, I bought you a pack of tampons, then that becomes the message. You know, the message is then, oh, don't make a big deal out of it. So it's, yeah, it's it's really worth thinking about it. And there's a lot we can unpack from our own monarchical stories as well. Yeah. Yeah, this was my experience. I was, I've actually shared it before, but this was, uh, I was 13. I was a really sporty kid and I was on the netball team and we were playing netball in the playground. And there was a whole dynamic that went on when the girls played netball in the playground where the boys would stand around the edge and you'd have short skirts on. So it was, there was a performative element to it as well, as well as like a sporty element. Um, anyway, so there was a netball match scheduled for lunchtime and I got my first period just before this um, netball match. I was just mortified. Went to my PE teacher and this is no blame to her whatsoever because I'm sure she was the one who was having to referee the netball match and had a million things to do as well. But she literally thrust a, a pad at me and said, there you are, you'll be fine, get on with it. We'll see you on the court in like, you know, five minutes. And I was just like, oh my gosh, just absolutely mortified. And I was fine, of course, but it wasn't gentle or kind or honoring in any way. And it definitely colored how, how I, how I dealt uh, inverted commas with my, with my own cycles through my twenties and thirties was something to just be like got through. Yeah. Did you just get on with it? Mm. Yeah. I mean, I was lucky I didn't have any pain throughout my cycle at all in my 20s or 30s. I didn't, didn't have anything that was, you know, difficult in that way. But also maybe I just wasn't aware of the subtleties of it as well. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes it's also, I always thought, oh, I didn't have any pains. And I go, 
that's probably also because I was on the pill for 20 years and actually, or not quite 20 years, but like 15 years and actually had no cycle. Yeah, that's right. You know, when you are on a hormone pill, then you don't have a cycle, you know, you don't have, you have a breakthrough bleed, but it's not the same as a, as a menstrual bleed. So, yeah. And I think, you know, in any way that we can support the, the next generation with this is, 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 I just think it will be really interesting to see them and to see how they can play with it, how they can have fun with it, how it can be deeply joyful, <laughs> you yeah. know, not this kind of curse, this thing to, to carry this burden. Yeah. And, yeah. and yeah, I, I totally, I totally agree. And I see it in my, in my daughters already, you know, there's such a different, such a different attitude and um you know even you know if you don't have children as well it's it's like just you know just notice yourself if you're in the office are you walking through the office with a pad in your hand i mean i would have never done that a, a long time ago you know i remember kind of having a temple yeah hiding <laughs> it clearly everyone will know you know because who walks to the to the toilet with a handbag so you would always know oh okay clearly <laughs> you know and, and that, it just shows us mm. it just shows us the the level of shame mm. that that is is still sitting around it and then as my other highly um loved teacher jane hardwick collings always says you know whenever there is shame you can be certain that there's a lot of power and a lot of um yeah potential and potency and that's you know i think that's really true you know things where women were shamed you know their blood their menopause for many many years that's where the power is really yes it's coming <laughs> okay claudia let's tell people how they can find you moving forwards you're uh claudia underscore Ballara, is that right on instagram yeah that's right and yeah from there you i have a little um link tree and and that's a good way to kind of subscribe i i write a newsletter i write it infrequently so it's not one of those where you get three three letters a week and you know you can't help but drowning in them so I really try to only write when I have something to say mm. so that's a good way and then yeah I, I'll do a lot of kind of announcing on Instagram as well the next in-person workshop here in Hertfordshire is on the 26th of February mm -hmm. which um, I will do a workshop a whole day really beautiful nourishing workshop with a friend of experiential work around the menstrual cycle and 26th of February fantastic and I'll be sure to put all the links below so people can find you and connect with you there Thank you so much, Claudia. It's been so, so lovely to chat and to, to learn from you. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. It was really nice to, to have the time and, and to kind of 
walk around mm, mm. all these different places with you. Yeah, so thank you for having me. Thank you.